0: Hi, good morning and welcome to episode 35 of Ask Ellie, Intuitive Insights and Your Questions Answered. So my name is Ellie Molina and I am your hostess. I'm an intuitive, psychic, author and educator. And today I'm really excited to talk about the questions that you've submitted And the luckiest day of 2021. So without spending any more time let's get right to the questions. So one of the first questions that was sent to me during the week was asked by JGW as they say in Texas and jgw says i was told that if you have white noise or ringing in your ears listen because there's a message what do you think oh um okay jgw one of the i think a few things uh firstly i think that it would be really important for you to go to the doctor and have it checked out. Whenever there is something unusual, rather than look for the metaphysical cause first, you'd rather go check it with a primary healthcare physician to find out if there's not something physically happening. But I think you know that. So if you have gone to the doctor and you have checked out the ringing in your ears, the next thing to look at is the metaphysical cause. And the metaphysical cause Um, is usually something that you do not want to hear. Now, if you ask yourself, um, what is it that you don't want to hear? What is that noise? Two things can be. One, the, uh, the outside voices, for example, people talking to you, people telling you things, people giving you their comments or their beliefs on you. You may not want to hear it. And so the body naturally protects itself and creates a white noise that will be present so that you won't have to hear that. Then the other possibility, of course, amongst many numerous possibilities, is that you do not want to hear your own self-talk. And so that's something that you want to look at uh, before before we look at outside sources and saying yes these are messages from the heavens which they may be very well may be, I would encourage you to listen to your self-talk and to hear what you are saying to yourself when others speak to you. Do you want to hear what they're saying to you? Do you not want to hear what they're saying to you? white noise is often very often the cover-up of not wanting to hear self or others. Okay, I intend that that helps somewhat. And good morning to MVP, Donna, and good morning to Tommaso. I'm so happy to have you in the room today. If you have any questions whatsoever, please, please, please text them or call them in. In order to call, I believe you need a headset. Uh, otherwise, just hop on, type in, ask your questions. So today's second question that I have is come, has come out of Maine. It always interests me to, to see where people come from and where they send their questions from. Uh, I like when it's international. Of course, it just makes me happy. More people are listening, and I'm always intending that there's advice for someone in any of these podcasts. Okay, AJ, I'm getting very depressed lately. I live in the northeastern part of the United States and the winter is long and I'm not feeling good about the state of the world. Can you provide any glimpses of hope for what's to come? Okay, AJ, loaded question, really loaded question. All right, let's start with you. Uh, First of all, if we're looking at you that you're getting very depressed lately, so, um, you'd all right. Uh. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Um, you're getting very depressed lately. One of the things that you want to take a look at is separating yourself, your ego self, from the higher spiritual self. Who's getting depressed? It is your ego self, it is the the second dimensional, third dimensional ego, the E, the person living in this world right now with the thoughts that you're constantly thinking, oh, perhaps you're thinking, as you mentioned it over here, the weather is depressing. Okay. Well, that's, you know... That's self-talk. Look, the weather is depressing. The weather is just is. The weather is what it is. The weather is neither depressing nor happy. The weather is just the weather. It's a what so. And so now it will be your interpretation as to what the weather is doing on you, on your ego. So one of the things that I'm going to suggest for you um, is to start looking, AJ, at what it is that you want for yourself, What does your higher self want? You're looking at the state of the world. Again, you're looking at causes coming at you. You're looking at third dimensionality. You're looking at your interpretation of the state of the world. What is the state of the world? mean to you? What are you making it mean to yourself? Is the state of the world not healthy? Is the state of the world in a great space? What are you making it mean? So you want to look at that first. That is your interpretation, your personal interpretation aging. And then you take that personal interpretation and look at something that you want that would be beneficial to all of humanity. Most people when they're really honest with themselves, um, we are put on this planet to create. And when we're creating, what we're doing is we're creating and we are contributing. And so when people feel stuck and depressed and stifled, their creative proce- process is usually stuck, stifled, and um, not not working, let's put it like that. And so what would be the most beneficial would be to leave your your – Ego centric view of, oh, my life, your life, your situation, how you perceive the world, and to take a greater picture of what is it that I can contribute? What is it that I can do that would make a difference for others? What is it that I can learn about my own spirituality so that I can raise my consciousness so that it is not just about me, but that I realize and recognize I am here as a spiritual being? having a human experience. So what would that look like? What can I do to raise my consciousness, to raise um, my awareness, so that it's not all about me, 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 all right? You wanna take it to the next level of conscious development and transformation because only on the earthly plane, when we can start to go global, we take it from me, from the family, to the community, and then to the globe. That is the process for our transformation. And um, it's a good place to begin. So I'm going to encourage you just to start stepping out of the me, me, me and say, what is it that 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 i can learn what is it that i can what is it that i can do to grow so that i can be a contribution or that my experiences can contribute to the world or to others it doesn't have to be the world at first it's important to start growing though aj and the moment that you take your awareness and your focus off of you and how the world and the weather is impacting you the happier you will be okay um, good morning. Good morning. So I'm intending that that helped you somewhat, AJ. And if you do have any questions about the current state that you're in, um, please send me an email and we can set up a, um, a session. I do honor 20% off for the um, podcast listeners. Okay, just mention you were on the podcast. Okie dokie. So today we have um, Tomas asking a question. Can we talk about January 28th? Of course we can talk about January 28th and we're gonna talk about January 28th right now. Okay, Um, what is the luckiest day of the calendar year? Uh, 2021. Well, you guessed it. It is January 28th, And so now if we're looking at January 28th as the luckiest day, that's uh, two days from now. What are we going to do in two days to have this be the luckiest day? So let's talk about why it's the luckiest day. First of all, Uh, it is a full moon. It's a full moon in Leo. It is the sun is conjunct Jupiter. So here's what we know about the sun. The sun is the benevolent um, archetype of all goodness and the sun is the giver of our life. So when the sun conjuncts Jupiter, Jupiter is the planet of luck and love and abundance and happiness and good fortune and all things beautiful. So when the sun and Jupiter meet up and kiss, so to speak, and come together in in such close, close, close proximity um, astrologically, then what happens is a beautiful um, energy is dispersed onto us. And we really get to feel the luck of this beauty if we focus on it. Because remember, attention, energy goes where it's Attention energy flows where attention goes. So, if this is a drab day for you, uh, you're not going to be paying attention to all of the goodness and wonders that are coming on that are even there for you on January 28th. So, you really want to capitalize on this date for yourself. Um, Venus will also be conjunct Pluto, making people feel sexy, making them feel beautiful, really getting in in touch with their deepest essence of being human um, and our characteristics of being human. And so this is going to be between the sun conjunct Jupiter and Venus conjuncting Pluto. This day is going to have you be super hot, sexy, happy, lucky. I mean, basically you'll be on fire. Now, Traditionally, traditionally, the full moon is always used for releasing and removing all of those things, people, places, times, and events that we don't want to have in our life. And keeping with that tradition of the release with the full moon, yes, I encourage you to release still all of the things. Take a good inventory of your life at this time. This is the first full moon of 2021. Take an inventory of what it is that you have going on in your life. You know, write it all down. Get really objective about it. Who do you want in your life? Do you want to carry these people in your life going forward 2021? Do you want to hang around with these people? Who's your posse? Who are you talking to? Who are you hanging with? Um, Where? Where are you? Are you happy where you are? Um, can, and if you can't change where your current circumstances are, can you change the way that you're perceiving your circumstances? So you want to start to look at who, what, where, um, why, all of these things as to your current situation and then decide what's staying and what's going so if you want to remove, very simply, you can follow the tried and true old methods of removing, which would be to write these down on a paper and then burn it. Um, I love burning these in fire pits or fireplaces. And if a fire pit in a fireplace is unavailable to you, of course, just Use a good old candle and burn these and release the ashes. Don't keep the ashes, just let them go. And of course, one of the best ways to release and to enter into providing the new energies is to dance. And when we dance, we raise our frequency, we raise the vibration amazing things happen when we bring dance into our world. So just think back to all of our ancestors, they used to dance all the time because dancing is a very, very high vibration and it brings, it changes the energy and it changes your state. We've spent a lot of time sitting and um, in modern day Western culture. So get up and dance, burn that, burn those things that you no longer want and dance it away. And then on your full moon for the 28th, this is where you want to start to create and implement at the same time. You really want to use this energy to take the energy, to take things that you want and bring them to life. So the question becomes, what does it take to bring things to life? Well, it takes focused awareness and it takes um, it takes a desire. And so speaking of what does it take to bring things to life, I have to share with you. Um, my friend, my colleague, um, a most amazing woman has finally brought her dream to life. And her book is called Wishcraft. Her name, Shauna Cummins, C U M M I N S, the book Wishcraft, A Guide to Manifesting a Positive Future. I met Shauna in New York City back in 2018, and we have become friends and colleagues. And so I am so proud of her and I want to celebrate her. And if ever you've wondered why are my wishes and my manifestations not coming true and coming to fruition, Shauna's got a fabulous book out right now that is going to answer these questions for you. And um, you can pick the book up anywhere. It's called Wishcraft. And I'm just gonna read you the first few lines from Wishcraft. It is such a beautiful book. It's hardcover. It's got royal blue colors on it. It's got golden letters. It is magical. Having the book in your hands will actually raise the frequency of your home. That is how powerful it is. Hello, dear wishes. Yes, that's right. Wishes. In the beginning, we were all wishes. When you think about it, it's quite literally true. We are the result of an act of desire. The word desire comes from Sidre in Latin, meaning from the stars. Humans have been wishing on stars, wells, wishbones, candles, eyelashes, flower petals, and fireflies, among many other things since the beginning of time. Across all religions and spiritual schools of thought, there is an active practice of petitioning the divine through prayer, meditation, trance, prostation, song, and dance. Wishing has been an an integral part of my spiritual practice since childhood, yielding many unlikely successes and glorious adventures. But it wasn't until I began the study and practice of self-hypnosis that I really began to master the art and and enjoy the benefits of well-wishing, positive ritualistic wishing and wishcraft. So that is just the beginning of the book. And throughout the book, Shauna includes instructions and explanations on how to use wishing as a total mind, body, spirit, energetic upgrade. Oh, uh, It is just such a beautiful, beautiful book. And I repeat this, repeat after me three times. This is from her book. Just as I wish well for myself, may your wishes come true. Just as I wish well for myself, may your wishes come true. Just as I wish well for myself, may your wishes come true. And so be it, may your wishes come true also. I totally, totally advise you to pick up a copy of Wishcraft, Shauna Cummins, and available on Amazon and where books are sold. Okay, so books do have, a, Shauna sent me a text earlier, and she said it looks as if Wishcraft has a life of its own. And what I want to say to you about that is yes, books truly do have a life of their own. Books are entities. And so, when you, if you're an author or you're in the process of writing a book, a couple of things to know. Uh, Number one, treat your book as an entity, it will start to take you where it needs to go. So, at You may start off believing that you're the master of the book and that you're the author and the creator, but this is a co-creation. And from what I've seen in writing and having conversations with other authors and working with them in the creative process through um, intuitive consulting, I've noticed the books do take on a life of their own. They are entities. Uh, When your book is done or you think that your manuscript is done. Really powerful would be to do the numerology on your book before you submit it for, um, you know, say, and this is the final copy. This is the name of the book. So because it is about, it is an entity. So you want to do the numerology on this. And again, best numerology that I've ever discovered is Chaldean numerology. It is the most accurate and it's a wonderful numerology and you can easily get the Chaldean charts either online or you're welcome to contact me and I can send you my, uh, it, my um, PDF of Chaldean numerology and what the numbers mean. So then once we look at the numerology of the book and we start to treat it as an entity, it will take us where it wants to go. Now I've, I've watched that happen with a few authors that I work with and I've seen how the story starts out in, in A and then it starts to take the author on its own, it takes the author on the author, another journey. And before you know it, the book is an entity and it does have a life of its own. Oh yes, Donna. Oh, NVP um, Donna, I'm committed to completing and publishing my book by spring. Excited to think of it as an entity. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. NVP um, Donna, start talking to your book. Ask it, where do you want me to go? And then just allow yourself to be in that space. I am sure that you've had the experience already of losing yourself in the story where you just sit down to write, and then all of a sudden the book starts writing. For you, you go to the space of being of channeling this, and so your book um, MVP Donna does have a life of its own. It will guide you, and it will be for the greater good. And just remember that as you write this book, and as this book comes to completion, that you're going to be making a very big difference for other people. We start out often thinking this book is just about me. Only nvp donna the information that you are sharing in the book is way greater than what you may even believe right now so you may see yourself as writing it just about a particular topic but what i'm seeing for you and i I know you didn't ask me but i can't help it (laughs) i mean i can stop but i'll just tell you what i'm seeing for you anyway and then you can delete this um what I am seeing for you is that this book as it is an entity has is going to display your highly creative nature and the book will contain messages for other readers. It's not just, so you may be beginning with one particular, you know, who's my book for audience awareness. I'm writing for X, Y, and Z. What I'm going to share with you though, is that this book is channeled. This book is going to reach people that you have no idea it will reach this Book is definitely divinely um, coming through to you. I'm seeing, quote, like this energy of the heavens opening up. Highly creative. You will receive nice compensation for it. However, what I'm getting is that this is, you're answering more prayers for other people. So it's not about you looking to write the book as a calling card or as a source of income. This book is it's being channeled and it's going to really offer so much more for other people. So I, I, really, I really love what I'm seeing over here. It will be a benefit. It will reap um, financial rewards for you also, because the book is not about um, creating wealth for you. The book is about creating wealth for others, and that is oh my goodness, this is so beautiful. I'm so excited. <laughs> keep writing, keep writing, keep writing, and just don't um, allow your inner critic. Allow that ideal woman. You know that one, the one that um, the one that always says not good enough, not good enough. Who do you think is going to read this? What are you doing? Um, tell her that that you are understanding of her. And if there's anything that she needs from you and then have her sit next to you on the couch, perhaps, or wherever it is that you're writing at your desk and then proceed to write. OK, because this book is going to be awesome. I'm very excited. And as soon as it's out um, and ready for as soon as it's out and ready to order, please let us know. And we'll definitely share and talk about it um, on the podcast. OK, um, Yeah, you're so welcome. Thank you, um, NVP, Donna. I believe that this, see, again, I do really believe that the questions that we ask are meant not just for ourselves, but help so many other people and guide them into answering questions that they may have themselves and Perhaps they don't even know it, they just don't understand why they're unable to write the book that they want to write. It's nine out of 10 times the reason why people do not write the book that they really want to write is that their inner critic, that ideal being that lives within us, the one that rages at us, rages at us in the morning, not good enough, not smart enough, not beautiful enough, no one wants to read your story. That entity that (laughs) resides kind of like outside of us, um, also known by some as the inner critic, that entity will kill off your dreams. And that entity rages, especially when it comes to creative projects. Because remember, what are we here to do? We're here to create. We are here to be of service to others. We are here to contribute to society. And the The inner critic, the ideal self, wants to keep us very small. It wants to keep us in the ego. It wants to keep us in the lower levels of our of our development, you know, our um transformational development. Be an interesting study to um look at the reasons why this this part of uh, humans wants to keep us so small, almost as as if there was the, um, a reason or a purpose in keeping humans small. Because what happens when we, what happens when we give up our fear? What happens when we give up our doubt? What happens when we give up the small voice that tells us not good enough and we're not able to do it and what we say and what we do won't make a difference? Well, we all know what happens when we give that up. We become our higher self. We become a greater version of ourselves. We become contributors to the world. We become contributors to others. And Removing fear and doubt and personal limitations that we set upon ourselves through the stories that we tell ourselves just limits us and our ability to further cause humanity to exceed and to develop and to reach the higher levels of consciousness that we so need, especially now during this age of Aquarius that we are in, universe needs people to step away from their ego selves. And when I say ego self, I'm not talking about, oh, I'm so great, that's just, that's not even, that's not even ego, that is insecurity screaming at you. And so when I talk about ego, I am referring to the the identity that has us stay small, that has everything revolve around us. Oh, I can't do this. I can't go there. I can't say that. That's all about you. You can do, be, say, have, whatever it is. Some people will like it. Others won't. Your job is not to make everybody like you on earth. That is the ideal person that is your ideal entity again thinking that everybody has to like you because if everybody doesn't if anybody doesn't like you you may not survive and we know that that's not true (laughs) so and again that brings us back to you know the idea of if you're not liked um, you will be shunned from society. You'll be shunned from the family. You'll be shunned. And that will kick you out of the system. And if you're kicked out of the system, you won't survive. And if you won't survive, you will die. And um, that may have been true many, many, many years ago, but it's probably not, all right? Even if you are kicked out of your family, even if you are kicked out of the tribe, even if you are kicked out of society, uh your higher self will find a way to make that opportunity work for you and to make that experience work for you. Uh, many brilliant people, brilliant people, geniuses, we're all geniuses, but the greatest geniuses have been kicked out of society. All right. They were in, they were working on their own. All right? They weren't looking to conform to what other people thought of them. I mean, Tesla would have gotten nowhere if he was constantly worried about what other people were thinking of him and his ideas. And we're so blessed to have him um, be brave and courageous enough to share his ideas with humanity. So um, we are almost at the end of the hour. Oh, not the end of the hour, the end of the half hour. And if anybody has any comments, questions, things they'd like to share right now, um, let's put it into the chat. And okay, all right, well, this has been real exciting. And I thank you all for being here today and intending that this has helped you. And yes, thank you, Tomas. And so really getting back to the 28th, use this day, use this day, even if you don't do anything physically with it, use the day to physically release and create. Wish your things into existence. Um, and with, with that, I will see you all the first week of February. Unbelievable. Um, sending you love, light, magic, happiness. And um, look forward to seeing many of you in the magic course that will be coming up in March. We'll be creating magic on a, on a very interesting level. Okay. Lots of love. Have a wonderful week. Blessings to you all. Thank you for being here. Ciao.